Have you ever wondered what people think about you? Have you ever wondered what do they say about you when you are not in the room? Well, that's the topic for this episode. I'm going to dive into the concept of professional branding. Now, if the phrase personal branding leaves a bad taste in your mouth, don't worry. This is very different. This is Invincible Career, and I'm Larry Cornette. So just a quick note, next week I will be working with the premium subscribers to my newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, you can learn more about this. But I'm going to be working with people on their professional branding for an upcoming Invincible Career exercise. So on Monday, this next Monday, they will have access to my private office hours to share their ideas for crafting their professional reputation. And they can get feedback from the community and from me. So if you're interested in participating you can upgrade to a premium newsletter subscription for 25% off for an entire year. You should check it out. If you do that, you can join us. Uh, be sure to be a member of the community before Sunday night, and then you will receive the exercise on Monday and have access to the private uh, office hours channel in my Slack team. So check it out. Go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. And check out this episode, this newsletter. It's what do people say about you. So Jeff Bezos, love him, hate him, however you feel about him. He has said, your brand is what other people say about you when you're not in the room. And it's kind of funny when you think about it. But the biggest decisions about you and your career are typically made when you're not in the room or these days in the Zoom meeting. For example, when I was a corporate manager, we made hiring decisions about candidates in meetings without those people being present. Obviously, you're not, we're not going to sit there with 50 potential candidates listening to us talking about them and deciding who we're going to hire. When we made decisions about it, the employees that we we're going to put on an upcoming layoff list, those people certainly weren't invited to those conversations. And if you're interested in staying off of the layoff list, which it's been happening this year, hello Peloton, uh, go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. I've linked an article that gives you some advice for how to stay off a layoff list. So you're not going to be present for those types of decisions, hiring, firing, layoffs, uh, regarding your career either. So you won't be able to defend yourself if someone in a meeting with your manager thinks you should be demoted or fired. That conversation's happening without you being present. You can't use your best communication skills or your mastery of the art of persuasion to try to convince people in some secret Zoom call that they should hire you or that you should be promoted. You won't be in that meeting. People make these significant decisions using the information they have at hand. So they have performance review material. They have interview notes about you. Maybe they're looking at your portfolio of work. But these decisions are also influenced by how people view you 
and how they think about you. We wish that decision-making could be a purely rational process, but we all know that emotion plays a significant role too. So your reputation, your brand, will either help you have fans and supporters in those meetings or critics and detractors. So diving a little bit deeper on that that note, how do you feel about the phrase personal branding? I have some friends that absolutely hate that phrase. Uh, Many of us probably believed it was only relevant for people who make a living from their names, you know, who they are. Models, celebrities, actors, athletes, people like that. The concept of personal branding can also feel a bit distasteful, or maybe you find it annoying when you think about how it has been used and abused by modern social media influencers. So think of the Kardashians. Love them or hate them. By the way, if you're in the mood for a laugh at the expense of some of these influencers, you should check out Influencers in the Wild on Instagram. And I link that in the newsletter if you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. I follow them and it's like, (laughs) it's unbelievable. You will see some of the most ridiculous behavior in public that you could ever imagine. I mean, there's stuff I just can't believe people would do in front of other people. And it's all captured on video. And sometimes there are amusing things when they're trying to get their shots and they fall into a fountain or the oceans drop a huge wave on top of them. Anyway, it's kind of fun. Check it out. Influencers in the wild. I think they have a TikTok account too. After viewing some of those videos, I wouldn't be surprised if other words come to mind, other adjectives, flashy, shallow, tacky, lots of tacky behavior, superficial, meaningless. It all seems meaningless. Greedy. Hey, look at me in my Lamborghini. Uh, And uh, yeah, inappropriate. There's some stuff you probably don't want your kids to see. And speaking of somebody who's greedy and inappropriate, The new poster child for fake personal branding has to be Simone Livyev. He's known as the Tinder Swindler. Just watched that a couple of days ago. I tried to resist it, but I was curious and we checked it out. So it's a Netflix documentary. It's, uh, It's all about a notorious con man who used the Tinder dating app to live a life of unbelievable luxury while he was defrauding numerous women across Europe. And it seems like it's been a worldwide issue too, not just people in Europe. They estimate that he stole $10 million in total from his victims. Unbelievable. So he developed a fake personal brand. He built this online persona as the wealthy son of a billionaire, this guy that's known as the King of Diamonds. So, I mean, this guy, the tender swindler, he should be in prison. But believe it or not, he's out. He served very little time, I think something like five months. And he now is trying to run business workshops. I think they just took his website down. <laughs> but anyway, he's probably using his, his unbelievable dirty skills to help other con artists become better con artists. 
So, I mean, when we see these examples of obviously fake personal brands all around us, it's no wonder that many people think the words personal and brand shouldn't be used in the same sentence. I mean, I get it. No one wants to be viewed as superficial or manipulative like this guy. However, there is a big, big difference between a personal brand and what I would refer to as a professional brand. And that's what I'm talking about today is your professional brand that's associated with your career. I mean, I'm not a personal brand kind of guy either, nor do I encourage it for other people. But I do believe you should treat your career like a business. I talk about that all the time. Your career is a business. It's the business of you. And the product that, quote, that business sells is the work you do professionally. So you are a product and your career is a business. And what do businesses and products do? They have brands. They build brands. Therefore, I do encourage building a professional brand for your career. Building a brand for the value you deliver through your work. Whether that's work you do as an employee for someone else, or it's work you're doing as a solopreneur, an entrepreneur for your customers. And another way to think about this is it's your professional reputation. So if the word brand bothers you, then think about your reputation. Because we've had reputations as individuals for a long time, long before people started talking about branding yourself. So when you think about your reputation, how do people think about you? How do they think about the work you do? A professional brand is your reputation at work with your colleagues, coworkers, your managers, bosses, customers. You build it with the quality of your work and how you get your work done. So it's not just the quality because we know some people that do great work, but how they do it, not so great. Your reputation is reinforced by your words, your accomplishments, what you can get done, things you've achieved, your communication style, your behavior, the way you carry yourself, and the way you interact with others. So you should intentionally define your reputation rather than letting your professional reputation organically and haphazardly happen by chance you should take control of what you want it to be and as part of next week's exercise with my community as i mentioned premium subscribers will have access to a workbook that they can complete it's going to help them explore and define their professional brand and reputation but as a listener, you can think through the following questions to start exploring yours. So think about what is it that comes most naturally to you at work? What are you good at doing? What are you known for doing well? So not just the work you do, but people say, wow, this person does it really well. How do coworkers and friends and the people who know you tend to describe you? What comments have you seen in your performance reviews? You probably had your annual review probably in the last few months, if your company does them. What did people say? 
what descriptors do you think fit your personality? And they feel genuine. Again, this is not about being fake. This is not about being a swindler or con artist. This is about things that describe you that feel true and genuine. You know, do people think you're considerate? Does your boss view you as competent? Would someone say that you're compassionate? How do you want to be viewed by your professional peers? This can be aspirational. I mean, I think there are things that are true about us and there are things we wish were true and we can work to make that happen. So again, it's not fake. You are developing professionally, maybe personally, to make it true. What personal attributes do you think will help you get to the next level in your career if people believe that about you? Maybe that you're persuasive. Maybe describing you as high potential. Maybe if your boss is saying you're leadership material. So these are the things that when that conversation is happening without you in the room, people are describing you this way and they're saying, yeah, those are all good things. And that describes somebody who should be promoted to that next level. You should find out how your manager, your peers and partners, if you're a business person, how they currently view you. See if it already fits the reputation that you wish to cultivate. However, if a mismatch exists between your desired professional brand and your current reputation, you have some work to do. You're going to have to take control of your brand and the work that you're doing and how you're behaving. You're going to have to shape it in a way you want to be perceived, the way you want to be remembered. Versus just letting it happen. It's like, well, we'll just see what happens. We'll see how people think about me. If you intentionally craft your brand, you need to build the evidence to support that image of you at work. Develop a career portfolio, a portfolio of your work. The behavior you do that supports the professional brand you know is best for you. And you know employers will value, or customers, if you're a solopreneur and entrepreneur. I also also recommend aligning your professional brand, your brand with who you truly are. It's too tiring to maintain a fake persona anyway. I don't know how the swindler did it. Um, What a horrible lifestyle and a horrible person. So just... Build a brand that supports who you really are. And this all starts by choosing one core attribute that you want at the center of your professional brand, or if you think of it as the base of a pyramid, it's the word you wish someone would use to fill in the blank in this statement about you. So if someone says, they are so blank, what's that word? What is that single word that you want as the foundation of your professional reputation? And I know this is a challenging exercise. I did it years ago and I still revisit it. But how do you boil down the essence of who you are into a single word? Seems almost impossible. 
But I would bet you probably describe other people you work with this way. You know, for example, Amy's brilliant. Brian, Brian, he's very reliable. Sarah is so creative. David's fast. You know, he's such a fast engineer. Tina's persuasive. Great salesperson. You can probably think of some negative examples too. So, I mean, a brand isn't always positive. Sometimes someone has a negative professional brand, a negative reputation. And we've all worked with a few people who have a poor professional reputation. And so these are things you'd never want someone to say about you when you're not in the room. And I apologize if your name is one of these names. (laughs) Andy is a liar. Beth is lazy. Chris is slow, so slow. Danny is always late. Always late for work. Always late for meetings. Edward's a jerk. He's a jerk. Treats people like crap. So after you've selected your primary professional reputation slash brand word, whatever that is, that one magical word, create a list of secondary attributes that are also important to you. These are words that will enhance and extend your brand. Sometimes they'll be a little complimentary, a little different, but they shouldn't be radically different. You know, if if you want to be known as fast, one of your secondary attributes shouldn't be slow. Bob is so fast. Bob is so slow. So feel free to explore words and phrases that reflect your unique knowledge your unique talent in the way you see the world, the way you interact with the world. Some of the questions that will help with this, how do other people describe you? And you should think about parents, loved ones, a partner, teachers, past bosses, current bosses, colleagues, your peers, your friends, people who have known you for a long time. How do they describe you? How do you want people to view you? How do you wish that people in your industry, your profession, described you? What attributes support the reputation you are building? And this one's important too. What descriptors will help you get hired, help you get promoted? When the decision makers in that room or on the Zoom believe them about you. As I said years ago, I used this same exercise to help define the brand for my new solopreneur business. It was a little while ago. So I did some research and I considered my target audience. I was identifying my ideal customers. And I thought about the problems they faced and the solutions that they needed. Then... I brainstormed words and attributes and descriptors that I assumed they would want to be true about someone they hired to solve their problems. I mean, the reason you do this and the same reason businesses build brands and they brand their products is that you're going to interface with other people. You're going to have an online presence. You're going to do marketing. You have social media. There's all kinds of stuff you do. And you have to think about how you're going to do that. And that should be based on your brand rather just 
than just randomly throwing things against the wall and seeing what happens. So when I was doing this, first and foremost, I wanted, I wanted my potential clients to view me as a very helpful person. Otherwise, no one would want to hire me. I had to be friendly and helpful. So helpful was kind of my core attribute. Because that's what I do. As a consultant, when I help people find jobs, I help them redefine their careers. I help them pivot into something different. I help them build a new business. I help leaders solve tough problems that they're facing. As a consultant, the work that I do as a coach I need to be helpful. Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> if, I'm not, if I'm not helping people, what's the point? No one wants to hire me. And then for the secondary attributes, of course, I also had to be trustworthy. I had to be dependable. I had to be someone that listens. People want someone that listens to them and their problems and customizes the work that they do to help them. In my case, I chose a secondary attribute of techie because I tend to work with people in the tech industry. I work with a lot of technology. I have people use things like Substack and Twitter and WordPress and building their personal website. You know, there's a lot of tech stuff that goes on. So being techie was a helpful descriptor. And then finally, you know, they wanted help from someone who had been there and done that. That's why people often say they hire me. They've tried to work with coaches who've never been in the industry or some cases ever had a job, never been a leader. And they said, I don't want that. I want someone who's done it. I want someone who's managed teams, someone that's been a leader, someone that worked their way up from the bottom. I want someone who's had a wide variety of experiences. So they, they view me as wise. And again, that's a secondary attribute. So this feels funny. It feels funny to hear me talking about it. <laughs> and it does. It's a little embarrassing. But this is for you. This is for you. This isn't bragging about yourself. You know, it can seem a little funny. But this is how you want to be viewed. This is how you want to build your reputation. This is sometimes aspirational. So I, I built a visualization. It's kind of a attribute cloud. It's in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, you can see it. It's also in the homework that I'm going to give people the workbook they're going to fill out. And it puts your core brand attribute at the center, kind of big and bold, and then has a cloud of supporting attributes around it. And just seeing this visualization helps me Remember to develop my brand and maintain my brand to ensure that people feel this way about me as I build my business. And I can ask myself, as I'm interacting with people, as I'm creating content, does this feel authentic? Does this tone of voice seem friendly? Am I being helpful? You know, am I being relentless that I don't give up? Am I doing these things that I believe are important for me and for my reputation? So you can do this homework on your own, of course. There's no need to share it with anyone else. But if you do want to share what you've captured or parts of it and get some feedback to make it better, join us in the community. 
As I said, you'll get 25% off when you upgrade in the next few days. This is a limited time offer. So to go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com and check out this professional branding article. If you do that, you can discuss it with the rest of the premium subscribers and with me during the office hours on Monday. Because sometimes it's, it's hard to find just the right word or does that word mean something to other people that you think it means? <laughs> you know, if someone says, this is what I'm trying to do, this is the work that I do or the business I'm building and I want this to be my core attribute, does that make people say, yeah, that's cool. I like that. I'm intrigued. Or, or are they confused? They're like, why would you say that that's your core attribute if this is the work that you do? Um, so then next, once you've done all this, you have to kind of prove it. So now that you know what you wish, how you wish to be perceived, what are you going to do to build and support that image of you? Simply claiming a professional brand is not enough. That's, we've had lots of products like, we're the best for this. We're the fastest at this. And then you use it and you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. And so having a brand attribute doesn't mean it's true. You got to make it true. You know, for example, over the years, this is so common on LinkedIn. I've seen so many people claim they are innovative. I'm an innovative designer. I'm an innovative product manager. I'm an innovative leader. And yet if you look at the background and the evidence they've provided, and most people don't provide nearly enough evidence about themselves, anyway, you don't find anything that supports that. You look and you're like, where's the innovation? Where's the groundbreaking product that you worked on? How did you reinvent anything? Where, where is anything that supports your claim of being innovative? So if you want your reputation to grow, and you want people to believe in you, you need to back it up with actual evidence. You build credibility and support for your professional reputation every day. Every meeting that you have, is an opportunity to reinforce your professional brand. For example, if you claim to be a compassionate leader, and some do, you'd better act like one during challenging meetings with your employees. If you're having a challenging meeting and you just lose your temper or snap or say you don't care and you're just talking about work and you don't show any compassion, who's going to believe you're a compassionate leader? You have to be compassionate. Every accomplishment is your chance to elevate your professional reputation too. If you claim to be dependable, you can't keep dropping the ball on work that you deliver. The proof of who you are as a professional will be reflected in the work that you do, how you interact with people, online social proof, things that you tweet, for example, things you post on LinkedIn, the content you create, so things that you write, things that you design your accomplishments, and how you communicate. So I want to talk a little bit about protecting your reputation. Warren Buffett said it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. Well, that's more true than ever with social media, huh? And I have a few friends who have always been so very, very careful with their professional brands. It's impressive. Way more than I ever was. They're even cautious about their behavior outside of work. Things that they think could impact their brand. 
And in this modern world of social media, instant tweets and photos shared globally with a single tap, are you ever off the clock? I mean, as a professional, as an executive, can you really claim to be one way and act one way at work and then do terrible things online and social media? I mean, the people you associate with, that can have an impact too. It can help your reputation. It can harm your reputation. I've seen both happen in the corporate world. If someone has a really bad reputation and people hate working with them and they're being investigated for harassment and that's your buddy you go to lunch with every day, it's not going to be so good for your reputation either. Your actions can build your reputation. But thoughtless actions can also damage it. And I'm thinking about an executive who shouted and cursed at people in a meeting. I'm a compassionate leader, but F you. (laughs) It's like your actions aren't helping you. And so obviously what you say can support or damage your reputation too. So that can happen during live conversations, you know, on the phone, Zoom and meetings, if you're having face-to-face meetings again, but also the words you share online. I'm sure you've read about people who lost their jobs after posting something offensive on social media. One horrible, stupid tweet and you can lose your job. It happens. If you're ambitious and your career matters to you, then your professional reputation should matter to you as well. Nurture it and protect it. Now, you're only human. You will make mistakes. We all do. And unfortunately, sometimes those mistakes can damage your reputation. However, even when that happens, in most cases, all is not lost. It is possible to repair and rebuild your reputation. Some people have made remarkable comebacks after colossal failures. I shared the example of Robert Downey Jr. in an article called How to Repair Your Reputation. It's issue 253. You can check it out. It's a podcast episode as well. So if you're interested, I'm not going to go into more detail here about how to repair your reputation. I've already wrote a lot about that. But I just want to leave you with the feeling that it it does matter. Your professional brand matters. Personal branding may feel icky to you, and perhaps it should. But I hope you now can see how professional branding is quite different. It's not fake. It's not based on some fantasy world with a fake Ferrari. It's not artificial. It's not about manipulating people. Your professional brand and reputation are a reflection of who you really are and who you want to be. When you build it successfully, people will know your name. You also tend to climb the career ladder more quickly when you have a strong professional brand. And that's because your name comes up when new opportunities arise, people say, who's the smartest designer, you know, and they'll be like, I know somebody who's the most reliable engineer that, you know, I know somebody when hiring managers and recruiters start making calls, you'll be top of mind hiding from the spotlight and hoping people discover you. It won't do you any favors for your career growth. If you're an ambitious professional who wants to get ahead, you must put yourself out there and be visible. And that starts with defining and owning your professional brand. 
Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.